If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Guys, four weeks later, and it's power rankings time again. Guys, in the future, we really got to look forward to getting, you know, a power rankings little jingle. Add Uncle Tony. Maybe we can work on putting that together soon. But before we get into the power rankings, guys, um, a lot of big news for Since the Sandbox this week. By the time you guys hear this episode, we will be reaching 10,000 total downloads. So that's a huge milestone for us. Make sure to show some love to your boys on social media for that, as well as a new merch drop for Since the Sandbox is coming soon. Make sure to go and get your Since the Sandbox hoodie with the pre-order on Wednesday. Those are dope. Uh, we've been working long and hard to get those all ready for you guys. Um, and also, if you're looking to make a difference in your community, we are going to be collecting canned goods throughout the month of November to donate to the East Boston Soup Kitchen. But thank you guys for listening to that. Now let's move into what we are all here for, our power rankings. And Lou and Kev got their rankings. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. And we're going to get really weird. You know, there's still a game going on right now. Um, looks like the Rams are going to pull away. So Lou, I'm going to have to favor the Rams at 10. And that would mean knocking your Colts out. But that is just having them at 11 and you know how I feel about the Colts Lou I bought all my stock in the Colts this year and it's really paying off I have the Rams before them just because I think their offense seems to be a, a little more trustworthy I was looking at the Colts total points for and points against and they had one of the lowest points against due to that defense but the points for had them right at even benchmark so I, ha I have to put the Rams a little more there I can't trust Philip Rivers to, to come back in the game and, and really get those touchdowns. I know we did a couple of weeks ago, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable relying on that often. Nine, I get a Cardinals team that really stepped up and made some noise. Um, and you can debate that that Colts team is better than this Cardinals team. That's definitely an argument that I'll hear and entertain. Um, but that Cardinals offense is no joke. And that defense looks like it's continuing to make strides as the season goes on. I actually picked up the Seattle Seahawks defense for fantasy last night, and I kind of wish I had the Cardinals. Um, I got zero points for, for the Seahawks, so that was definitely uh, a downer there. I'm at eight, even though it looks like this team is going to have a tough loss on the road this week. Um, I do still have the Bears. They were 3-0 and before they went to L.A. Um, on the road, so they've won games on the road. They've won games at home. They've won games coming from behind. Um, and they've won a lot of ugly games, too. So I got to show some respect there. And I still think the Bears might still be the second fiddle to the Green Bay Packers, who I have very high on my rankings. But that doesn't mean that they're, not, that they're a bad team. Um, seven, I know a lot of you are going to disagree with this. But I have the Seattle Seahawks at seven. And, guys, that defense is really, really bad. And it, that's the reason why they lost last night, honestly. And they're lucky that they got a couple of wins even with that defense being that bad to this point. So I definitely expect them to get healthier. Hopefully Jamal Adams can get on the field and be a difference maker for them. Um, that defense looks like it's going to hold back that offense. And at six, guys, I have the Bucks. If they continue to improve, they're definitely going to be a top five team. Like I said, it's going to be a really weird set of rankings, um, but I still have five teams that are really good 
So I have to have the Bucks at six. Yeah, Steven. In Arizona, just missed my list along with the Bears. Uh, I don't trust Nick Foles. He's a backup QB solidified. And I, I've never bought into it. I've been saying this since the Pats Super Bowl defeat to Nick Foles. He's a backup QB. I don't like David Montgomery taking as many touches as he does. Their defense is very good, but as we see, they're falling apart to the Rams right now. So I have the Colts at 10. I think they're going to be healthier this week with Pittman and Darius back. It's still going to be a tough test versus the Lions. They did beat us week one last year in overtime, but the Colts never win an opener. So I think they should be a, a lot more prepared for this matchup. At nine, though, I have the Bills. They did not look good versus the Jets. Their defense isn't what it used to be, but they still have a very good offense, a great head coach, and some very good pieces. So I think as they get healthier, they should jump up the list, but I cannot have them any higher. They were in my top six last week, uh, last time we did this, and that just can't stay the same. Then at seven, man, I don't know. I have a tie. I know this doesn't count. I have a tie, but oh, I'm sorry, at eight, I have the Rams, and then at seven, I have the Seahawks. I just did the differential. I had to write it down to make sure it was set in stone. <laughs> I have the Rams at eight just because I don't like their offense as much as I like Seattle's because of Russ, but their defense is much better. And then at seven, like you, I have Seattle. They just, I don't know, man. It's all Russ. It really is just him. They have nine sacks as a team. Miles Garrett has nine total. And the leading sacker on that team is Jamal Adams, who hasn't played in three weeks. This isn't the Seattle team old, not having Clowney on that team and letting him go to the Titans was a huge misstep by them. And they do need to improve as a whole to jump back up in that list. And then at six, I have the Tennessee Titans, a better overall football team. I still don't trust Tannehill to beat big teams, but he does play well when they need to. He is a great game manager who works well with A.J. Brown, gets guys like in the big tight end from New Jersey, and then King Henry's still there. And I love Mike Vrabel as a coach. So they're just out of the top five, but still a very elite team. All right, here we go. The top 10 of all top 10s. Kev's top 10. At 10, I got the Arizona Cardinals. At 9, I got the Chicago Bears. You guys know I'm high on the Bears. Would love to have them a little bit higher, but that offense stinks. They need more weapons, but that defense is lethal. At 8, I got the Bills. Again, would love to put them higher, but just think, you know, the last few weeks they've looked too inconsistent and struggling against the Jets. I know they pulled out the win, and I know they'll probably bounce back, but still just worried me a little bit that they were struggling that much against the New York Jets. They should be called the New York Pathetics, but that's a story for another time. At seven, I got the Tennessee Titans, and then at six, I know this might be low. I don't know, but I apologize. Big Tony, I have the Ravens at six. Kev, it's all right if you have the Ravens at six. I think that's more understandable. And Lou, to Seattle's point, a name that I heard that just became available that I think Seattle could trade, you know, a low-round pick for, Everson Griffin with the Cowboys. I think they're a team that's going to sell. Um, and I could see a team like Seattle picking them up for maybe a fifth or a sixth. We know that they don't have too much draft capital after acquiring Jamal Adams. But at five, call me crazy. I know you can debate that this team shouldn't be in the top five over the Bucks. I have the Tennessee Titans. And, guys, them coming back after only having three points at halftime, you know, that showed me a lot. That showed me that that's a team that does have a lot of fight. And you have to believe in each other to really, you know, make a comeback to a, a team that's undefeated like that. Um, I know they clearly didn't get the win, and that's the goal of every game. 
But I have a lot of respect for Mike Vrabel so far after what I've seen the end of last year, um, in the beginning of this year. I think he so far um, is one of the guys that would be at the top of my predictions for, for a coach of the year right now. Um, and man, A.J. Brown, is he a serious threat when he's healthy? Him, him and Derrick Henry, I mean, physical specimens at their position. And Lou, I think I got to hear you repeat Ferkser one more time. So can you give us a Ferkser? Oh, Ferkser? <laughs> so guys, Tennessee and Ferkser at five. For the team that beat them, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh looks really good. Um, Big Ben's arm definitely looks like it doesn't have any pain anymore. Deontay Johnson was very involved. Um, and I'm just going to expect one of those receivers to go off every week between, you know, Johnson, uh, James Washington, Quay Poole, and Juju. So I'm not going to expect consistency from those guys, but I would definitely expect production. Um, and I'm not a fan of Eric Ebron for you fantasy owners streaming Eric Ebron. Kev, I know you were a guy that was asking me some Ebron questions um, with a couple of other people. Don't trust him. Me and Lou know since he's been drafted, he has absolutely no hands. Three. I know Lou don't like this pick already. Um, Kev, I, I could take anything that you want to give me for this one. Um, I got Baltimore at three, and you can call me crazy for still having them above the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I honestly think that that defense is better than Pittsburgh's. I mean, especially with the acquisitions of Yannick Ngakwe and Calais Campbell. I mean, that's a scary front. And obviously, the back end losing Earl Thomas and not really having – a big name safety guy to really replace that production. You can definitely have some debate there. But I do think that Baltimore is still one of the best running threats in the league. And I think that offense, as far as passing, will continue to grow as the year goes on. The biggest challenge with them, I think, is is the thing that everybody knows. And it's we just have to see them win a playoff game. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see the way the format goes um, this year with seven teams and especially how these divisions break out with a team like Baltimore having one loss and, and the Steelers having none. At two, I have the Green Bay Packers. I have to. I knew what, like Lou said last week, um, Rodgers just doesn't play good in Tampa. Um, and that could have, even if it wasn't in Tampa and it was just a rough game, came back and they did what all good teams do and they just win the next week in dominance like they should. And on the road um, was definitely a bright thing to see. You never have to, you know, really doubt Rodgers when he's playing in Green Bay. Seeing him put up 35 on the road against a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson um, always works wonders, speaks wonders. I mean, one, my same team that I had in number one in week four when we did the power rankings, I just think that they're really on a different level than everybody else. And guys, I've been saying for weeks, this defense is no joke. The Kansas City defense won them the game versus Denver. And they have players at every single level, and they are severely slept on. I know Patrick Mahomes takes a lot of criticism, but I just think he's the best, and his standard is set to a whole different level. So you could say that he had a bad game throwing 250 and either a touchdown or two. They still won by 30 points, and at the end of the day, a team win is, is a team win. And when they're 13-3 and three or 14-2 and two at the end of the year, you're not going to remember that Patrick Mahomes snow game in Denver and, and fault him for 200 yards there. I think the Chiefs are going to be the number one team in my rankings all year. I have Baltimore at five. I can't put them higher until I see them come out and beat a good team from behind or just beat a great team in general in a close game and kind of make those plays down the stretch. And Gawkway is a huge addition 
I had them at six last week at the last time we did this, I believe. So I, I jumped them up one. I think the bye week will be good for them. Lamar's getting healthy. Really like them overall as a team. At Foreman, I have the Green Bay Packers. I think they're a very good football team. They bounce back. I had them at one the first week. I had to drop them down because of other teams' production, nothing that they've done. And their whole line has been banged up, so I will drop them down a notch. But still an elite top-tier team. We're really splitting hairs as we get, we get to the top. Three, I have the Buccaneers. Uh, the defense is great. Probably the best pass rush in football with Sue, Shaquille Barrett. They have Devin White at linebacker, who is just a blur. And the offense is, is going wild right now. Even without Mike Evans' production, Gronk's playing well. Scotty Miller's catching passes. Rojo, Fournette's back. It, it's just a very good football team, and they're getting better by the week. At two, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. I like their defense a lot. I do not like the O-line, though, and they have had a lot of fumbles recently. And haven't, I feel like they haven't played great versus the teams that they've played over the last couple weeks. The Bills was an okay game, and they really didn't look great versus Drew Locke in Denver. I know that's a division game, and it was snowing and all, but I need to see a little more out of them, and, and they have a loss for a reason. But my number one team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're perfect for a reason. Great defense, good weapons, great O-line. Great coaching staff. I mean, Mike Tomlin never gets his credit. They breed wide receivers and defensive players. It's just, man, TJ Watt, my prediction for defensive player of the year, is just looking great right now. And they've looked good even when Chase Claypool wasn't great. And like I said in our other episode, if Big Ben does not throw three picks, which again is a fault of his when he is under pressure, that game versus Tennessee is not close at all. So hot take right from the jump at five, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Like Lou said, the last few weeks, they haven't looked great, you know, pulled out wins, but haven't looked great. And Steve, I know you said they'll be your number one probably for the year. And, you know, by the time the next power rankings come out, they very well could be one. But I think just based off of, you know, when we did our last power rankings to these power rankings, I I do think, you know, they, they have just regressed a little bit. But, I mean, they're still getting wins and still playing good. So can't really take them outside of the top five. I know it's low, but it is what it is. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Steven. At four, I got the Seattle Seahawks. I know that defense is terrible, but like Lou says, week in, week out, they have the best football player on the planet on their team. Yes, their defense is bad, but I really don't know if there's many offenses out there that pound for pound can outscore them in that aspect of the game. So I think it was a tough loss last night against the Cardinals, but they'll bounce back. And hopefully by the end of the season, come playoff time, they can somewhat figure out that defensive situation because it's awful. At three, I got the Green Bay Packers. Great bounce back week. We knew that was going to happen. I'm not even going to go into the whole Devontae Adams thing, Aaron Rodgers, because they absolutely went off. But it is what it is. That, that offense is high-powered. Their defense has been solid. So Aaron Rodgers is going to bring them to where they need to be come playoff time in the seedings. And then at two, a team that I actually flip-flopped about possibly putting number one this week, and it might be because I'm a biased Tom Brady fan, but it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we've seen that that offense is absolutely lethal. Yes, they have the best quarterback of all time, but like we said in the impressions episode, Steve, you mentioned if we're not coming back, the signing with A.B., Evans and Godwin, I know they haven't been healthy, but as long as one of them are on the field, along with A.B., they're going to be fine. They got Gronk, 
and they got Rojo. And uh, like I said, for now of that backfield. So they're, they're really, really, really tough to beat. That defense has looked really good. I think that was their biggest thing coming into the season was their defense. So their defense has been playing solid. And yeah, I really don't see many teams right now in the NFL being able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At this point in the season, they're just so hot right now. Brady's MVP-esque right now. And then at number one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is what it is. Lou said it best. They're perfect for a reason because right now they're the best team in football. We talked about it on the impressions episode. And again, I'm going to stress this again. I know I've been saying that offense, it's all about how Big Ben and or how far Big Ben and James Conner can take them. But we're starting to see that that offense is very well too. I mean, Claypool is a great number two or one B, I guess, receiver you could call him. They have Johnson. Obviously, I know you guys aren't too high on Ebron, but still a solid option at the tight end position given some of the tight ends around the league. So, yeah, just a solid, solid offense. Big Ben's healthy, playing like the Big Ben of old. Defense is lethal, and they're the best team to beat right now, and that's why they haven't been beating yet in the season. Undefeated, Pittsburgh Steelers number one. Kev, I don't mind the Bucks had two. I know you might have thought that I, I might have thought that that was a, a crazy take, but I'm not opposed there, so so I like that. All right, guys, our power rankings are concluded, and when Week 12 comes around, you guys will be getting more of those. And, man, I guarantee you those four weeks are going to fly. But you guys heard at the beginning of the episode, our sweatshirts, our can drive, 10,000 downloads. It's a big week for Sense of Sandbox, and we're trying to finish the year strong. Um, have a lot of episodes coming up to you guys. Make sure to tune into our impressions, our fantasy rankings, our games of the week. Got all of that for you guys. We are out, and we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Peace.